Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly with Everything Fierce. Welcome back. Today's Monday, and I hope you guys are having, you had a great weekend, and you guys are ready for what God's doing in this channel. Make sure you share, and if you have any questions, always feel free to message me, if you can, on the podcast platform or on YouTube. Make sure you put your comments down below. Or let me know what you would like the next topic to be, or if you have questions about how God healed me, how I died and went to heaven, about deliverance, or how forgiveness works. So anyways, as many of you know, I start with prayer. So let's go into prayer, and then I'll let you know the topic, okay? So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would be with my listeners today, Lord that you would be with me as I open up this podcast and this YouTube and all the platforms it's on. We ask if anybody's hurting here, Lord God, that you would be their comfort, their friend, their healer, their deliverer, and you break down strongholds in their life, Lord. Open up their hearts, soften my listeners' hearts, Lord, that you would be with them, Father God, that you would be with all of them, Lord God, that I would step out of the step away that all my words would come from you and not from me, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the listeners' lives, where you're taking them to newer levels, to higher levels with you, to deeper levels with you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your love, your goodness, your kindness. Help us to be honorable men and women. Help us to be obedient to you. Not 99% obedient, because that's 100% disobedience, but to, to be 150% obedient to you, no matter the cost, because we know that obedience costs, Lord. Lord, that you would heal the hearts of those listening, if they're in a good place, Lord God, that you would continue to grow them, their ministry, their home life, their careers, Lord, and most importantly, their relationship with you. And that you would let people hear what they need to hear through this podcast, through these microphones, that everything would come out clearly. We rebuke any demonic distractions that try to um, mess up the broadcast, Lord. We thank you for who you are. You're a mighty good father. Thank you for your love, your healing, your freedom that comes with you, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Amen. Okay, so let's start with what it means to desire to follow God. What does that truly look like and what does that mean? For each of us, it could be different depending on our calling, depending on our healing, depending on where God has us in our life, right? It could be different for all of us, depending on where God has us. So let's also remember not to compare, but to grow where God has us growing. And I'm not saying that to use that as an excuse to not grow, but to allow God to do the work. If he has someone come alongside of us, if it's a leader that's from him, Holy Spirit filled, loves the Lord, um, that we take heed to that and that those people could be used in our life to where God wants us. If he has this, where he's teaching us something to not depend on people at the moment because maybe we depend on people too much or we put them higher above God, he can also be teaching us something in this season. So what does it mean? What does the scripture say it means to truly follow God, to desire him, right? So I have a couple of scriptures I'm going to read to you guys. So the first one we're going to start with is in the New Testament. It's 2 Corinthians, and it's going to be chapter 8, verse 11. So it says, now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched by your giving. 
give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable. If you give eagerly and you give accordingly to what you have, not what you don't have, of course, I don't mean you giving, your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there, there should be some equality. I'm sorry, is that what it says? E, no. Yeah, equality. Right now, you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal, as the scripture says. Those who are gathered, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. So this is part of wanting to truly serve God, having that heart posture of wanting to serve God. I'm talking about spiritually, physically, mentally, the whole thing, giving him 100% member, not giving him 99%, giving him 100%. What does that truly mean, right? And on the bottom of my Bible, let's read a little bit further. What does this mean? Just give because we need to give or give because our heart posture is right. So let's go down right here where it explains this. The Christians in Corinth church had money, so they weren't doesn't look like they were poor. They looks like they were pretty wealthy, well off. And apparently they had planned to collect money for the Jerusalem church a year previously. Paul challenges them to act on their plans. So they need to follow through. For principles of giving emerge here. One, so the first one, your willingness to give enthusiastically is more important than the amount you give. So how you feel about giving really means something, right? Oh, I have to pay my tithes. Here we go. Oh, here's another love offering. He says it's not the amount, it's the heart posture. Where is your heart? When you truly love God, when you're truly serving him and your Holy Spirit filled, you're going to be dying to flesh and you want to honor God and you're happy. Lord, I could only give this amount, but I'm so happy to give it. I'm so blessed that I can give it, that I have hands to work, right? So let's go to number two. You should strive to fulfill your financial commitments. So that should be your goal, to fulfill the commitment. Three, if you give to others in need, they will in turn help you when you are in need. That's, that's a fact, right? That is a fact. You should give as a response to Christ, not for anything you can get out of it. How you give reflects the devotion, your devotion to Christ. So are we reluctant to give? Okay, well, then that tells you where your heart is. And that's where your heart is with God. So if you struggle with giving, pray, Lord, heal my heart. Show me show me what's festering in it that it's so hard for me to give. Oh, I'll give when I have this type of money. No, give what you have. Look at the lady with the alabaster box. She's a good example. She gave more. So let's go to the next Um verse it's in first timothy chapter one verse eight the purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart so remember that heart posture we just read about so a pure heart what's going on in here matters right a clear conscience and a genuine faith your faith in god but some people have missed this 
whole point. They have turned away from the things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as a teacher of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently. So he's saying it doesn't matter if you have a the theology degree. It doesn't matter if you have a bachelor's degree. It doesn't matter. Those things are good. I'm not saying they're not. They are good. But he's saying, where's the heart posture? Your conscience, is it clear? Is it true, genuine faith? Are you just reading the Bible? Okay, I need to do this, check. I need you to do this, check. But where's the love? Where's the heart? Is it pure? Is it a pure heart? Is it a clear mind? Our minds matter. That's why healing, deliverance, counseling, breaking down strongholds are, are so important so that we're, we're not walking around hurt trying to help others. And yes, he can use us and it's a process. That doesn't mean he's not going to use us. It could be a process of healing for us. How, however, he does that, how long he takes. You can still be sharing with others. But make sure you're speaking from understanding. If you don't, don't speak until you ask the Holy Spirit, until you read the word, until he gives you revelation. So this is so important. So that would be good things to take down. If you're driving, of course, don't do it. But he says a pure heart, one, two, a clear conscience, and three, genuine faith. Don't miss the mark. Don't just do the deed. Yeah, sometimes we're going to have to die to flesh. That's not what I'm talking about. But he's saying, ultimately, those are the things that should come from. When you love your husband, does he have to force you on a date? Does he have to force you to talk to him? No, you do it because you love him. And that's what God's saying. Do it because you love me. It comes from your heart, not from a Pharisee and Sadducee way, right? You need to do this. You need to do this. Well, then it's not real. And God sees that. So let's go to the next scripture which is in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 17. And we're going to read down a little bit farther. So I'm going to start in 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. What is praise? Honoring him, giving, getting in the quiet place, praying, reading, sacrificing the time you want to sleep in to get up earlier or go to bed later so you can be in that quiet place. He sees those things. When he says, speak to somebody, but you're too tired. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. Or you had your own bad day. So it says right here, sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. Here we go again. The other scripture said, to give and when you're in need it'll come back to you so this is he's emphasizing this for this world is not our permanent home we oh i'm sorry reading the wrong part um let's go back to 16 and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need these are the sacrifices that please god and the other scripture says it's not to leave you without like oh now i'm starving and i don't have food no that's not what he's saying He's saying, if you have it, give it and don't be reluctant. Don't be holding back because it will come back to you. And it's not that you're giving because, oh yeah, he's going to give me back more. He's going to give me back more. And then that's still a selfish heart. But he's saying right here, right here, um, 15, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that pleases the Lord. And if we want to please him, we should want to do these things. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't feel legalistic. It shouldn't feel like religion. It should say, no, I'm doing this because I love God and I want to honor him. Now here's 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. 
Their work is to match over your soul, to watch over your soul, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. So let's pause there before we go to 18. So that's why it's important to be in a church where God wants you and God has you because it's going to be hard to be honorable to somebody that is not walking in the spirit, that's not hearing from God, that's just reading the Bible out of a lesson, out of there's no change in the person's heart, the leader's heart, there's no healing in the church, there's no deliverance in the church, there's no accountability, there's no counseling, there's no breaking down strongholds, things aren't spoken about, it's just reading the scripture and going home. And the scripture is good. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it needs to be alive. It needs to be well. Things. It should be a transformation or a progressive transformation. So to be honorable to your leaders is important. To be honorable as a wife, to be honorable as a mother, to be honorable to the father, to be honorable to leadership, to my pastors in my local church. If you don't have a local church, and I encourage it, but if there's not one in your area that you can't find, if it's an online, be honorable in that wherever you are, God sees where you're at. He knows the struggle. He knows where he has you. He knows all these things before we know them, right? So let's go down to 18 now. And it says, so you don't, before we go to 18, sorry. So you're not bringing sorrow to them. We don't want to bring sorrow to our leaders when they're trying to fulfill God's word. To fulfill God's promise, we want to be a helper. We want to be somebody who's helping in the kingdom to grow the kingdom, to grow the local church. If he's having you pick up trash, clean the toilet, come a little bit early, stay a little bit late. Hey, do you need help? I'm here. I'm ready whenever you guys are. Pray for us, for our conscience, for our conscience is clear and we want to live honestly in everything we do. So remember, we talked about that in the last chapters. A clear conscience, a clear mind is important because you can't go with her and you're hurting others and you're trying to do the work of the Lord and you're going to spill all that. If you had a bad experience and you're not healed and, and you're speaking out of her and then you're tainting somebody else. Oh, don't do that. Don't, don't be part of a church because I was hurt. Well, not every church is like that. Not every marriage is like that. Not, not all children are like that. Not all family are like that. So allowing God to do the healing, if it's physical, mental, spiritual, if it's in yourself, it's childhood wounds, if it's marriage wounds, children wounds, work wounds, whatever it is, allow God to heal that so you can walk in that freedom. And this is all going back to what it is to serve God, to walk in his footsteps, to be in his path. Okay, and especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Now may the God of peace who brought brought up from the dead of our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, may he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ. So right there, it says, now may God, may the God of peace. So remember that conscious mind, God will bring us peace. And the great shepherd 
equip you in all you need. So how does he equip us? By getting rid of who we are, the ugly, the hurt, the pain, all those things, right? That's how he has to get rid of all those things in order so he can use us, put us forward into the calling he has for us, the mantle. He could be teaching us obedience right now. He could be teaching us order right now. He could be teaching us how to speak to one another. He could be teaching us how to put him first above all things. He could be teaching us how to work at a job with hard people. He's doing all these things or he can move you somewhere to have faith. So he's doing all these things for his goodness, not for our glory, because then it says right here, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. So all of these things we go through is for his will, not our will, not the desires we want, but his. So when we want to honor him, when we want to serve him, when we want to follow him, he's going to take us through the deep things. He's going to take us through the hard things. He's going to challenge us. It's a narrow walk. We're going to have good seasons, yes. Yes, 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 we're going to have good seasons, seasons of abundance. But before we can get there, he knows when we're ready. He has to strip us from everything the world's taught us. If there's been dysfunction in your childhood, if there's been dysfunction in yourself, he's going to strip all those things. Um, any generational curses have to be broken so you can walk in his fullness and his love and his light. So in order to do all these things, he has to say, okay, I need to take this piece off of her or him. I need to take this off of her. I need to take this off of him. And then I'm going to deposit this. But in order to do that, I have to bring this person that's going to teach him patience. This person that's going to teach him perseverance. This person that's going to teach him, oh, I don't want to be like that. So he loves us so much. So it first starts with the heart, right? To have a pure heart, to have a conscious mind. Those are the things that he says we have. And we're not doing it to check off a list and say, oh, I read my Bible today. Oh, I sang a song. Oh, I went to Sunday service. No, he's saying come with a pure heart. Be ready. Be willing to be obedient at all costs. Be ready to die to self. Okay, you know what? I thought it was okay to drink, but the Holy Spirit tell me no. Okay, you know what? I learned this. I have to unlearn all these things that I was learned. I was taught in this church or this religious mindset. I have to let that go and let the Holy Spirit lead my life, heal my life, deliver my life, put me in counseling, break down these strongholds and let me grow so I can grow in him, so I can go forward in him. And, it, and then you're dying to sell. Okay, he wants me to dress more modest. He wants me to be more sweet when I talk. These are the things that God does when he's, when we truly want to follow him, when we truly say, you know what, I'm desperate, God, I need you. I've messed up. Or maybe you haven't messed up. Maybe you grew up in Christ. Maybe you're the person that grew up in church their whole life, but you need more. You need a breakthrough. Maybe it's that. Maybe you feel dry in a dry season. I love God, but I need more. So learning to fast, to pray, not just for yourself, for others, learning to fast for others. They need breakthrough. Hey, let's fast together. Hey, you know what? Let's not watch these shows no more. These scary shows because they're putting thoughts in our minds. They're making us have nightmares. Things are attaching to us. We need to get rid of these. So it's a process. And sometimes God will, if he needs you for a certain person or a situation or he's going to take you somewhere, he can speed that process up for you. He can say, you know what? 
I want to bless this person with abundance, but they're not ready yet until next month. So I need to speed the process up of teaching them how to manage money. I'm going to ask them to give a certain amount of money to a person. And I just wanted them to obey and do it because I said, and that's going to teach them, do they really trust me? Because sometimes with our money, it's not easy to trust, right? Sometimes it's hard, like, okay, God, I only have this amount and I have these things to pay and this is what I plan for my future and you want me to give this, but I'm saving it. And he's putting it on your heart. Okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. Whatever you do with that, that's that's for you. I just want to be obedient. And sometimes that's hard. It's been hard for me, but God has taught me to trust me because I'm the one who owns the money. He says, I have a cattle on a thousand hill, right? He owns all of it. But he has to know that we can trust. If he can trust us with a little bit, he can trust us with a lot. And this all goes back to our walk with him, our pure heart, our clear mind. To have the clear mind. Lord, clear my mind. Is there something attaching where I can't read, that I can't hear your voice? Is it is it something that needs to be cast out of me? Is it a stronghold I need to break? Is it more dedication I need to have? Lord, show me what it is. And he will show you. He He's faithful. He's a man of his word. He'll show you. And when he shows you, you might not like it. Because who likes change, right? Some of us don't like change. Most of us don't. But if it's for his glory, say, Lord, I'm willing and I'm ready to give this all to you. If he wants to work with you in deliverance, he's going to have you go through deliverance. He's going to have you practice doing deliverance on others. He's going to send you someone for training to help you. And if you walk in healing, he's going to have you walk down that path. He's going to usually have you go through something so that way you can help someone else. And for me, I know that he has me doing those things for people that need it. And that's not to my glory. It's because of what I went through. When it was for God's glory. So what the Satan meant for evil, God turned around for good. So when I didn't want to live no more and I had the spirit of death because I was sick and situations were hard and I said, I don't want to live no more. But I knew God was powerful and I said, okay, Lord, you do it for me. That spirit of death had to be cast out and sent to the pit, had to be commanded out. It didn't want to leave. It wanted to stay there because Satan knew God had a calling on my life. And if he could take me out sooner than he was, if he could take me out with sickness, with my thoughts, with the side effects of the medication, then he's going to do it. And he's going to go with it. He's going to whisper, oh, you shouldn't be here. You're too sick. You can't take care of your kids. You're um, being a burden on your husband, all these things. But God says, no, I have a purpose and a plan for you. So what Satan, Satan meant for bad, I had to allow God to turn it around for good. I could have listened to that voice and said, no, I shouldn't be here. You know, and there were times where I did feel that way. That's the honesty and the vulnerability of, I did feel that way, but I had to get up every day and say, I have to go forward in God. I love God. When I was worshiping God in the nighttime, when my family was asleep in the living room, putting on my worship and crying out to God. And I said, I'm not going to leave until you heal me. I'm not leaving until you heal me. I kept pulling on his garment, the, the edge of his garment. And I said, I'm going to keep coming until you heal me. I'm going to keep coming until you heal me. Just like the woman in the Bible who kept coming until she was hit. She came until she was healed. And then my prayer turned to Lord. Okay, even if you don't heal me, I'm going to still serve you and love you. But his desire was not for me to be sick. His desire was for me to be healed. 
and this is not for my glory this is for this is for god's glory for everything i went through it was for him not for me not for kimberly not to see me on a screen not to hear me on a podcast it was for him so people could see the goodness of god that those that are sick are not forgotten that those that are tormented in the mind are not forgotten forgotten for those who feel like they're not worthy they're too fat they're too skinny they're not worthy they're a burden god says no you will live and not die declares the lord dry bones come to life if you have to tell yourself that every day dry bones come to life in the mighty name of jesus get behind me say and i step on you and walk in the authority that god has given you you will live and not die, declares the Lord. If you have to repeat that scripture and you have to do deliverance on yourself in your restroom, in your room, in your car, not driving, obviously, but if you're sitting in your car and it's in part, you know, if there's anything hiding there, I command it to come out, leave me now in the mighty name of Jesus. If it's a stronghold, if it's a mindset I need to change, if it's counseling I need to go through because I already had all this, I've had my deliverance. I've broken down my stronghold. Now I need my body to heal, my mind to heal, wounds to heal, right? He can do that for us because he loves us and he's a good father. So I'm going to read the scripture one more time. Pray for us for our, for our conscience is clear. So remember, if you guys remember anything from this, a clear conscience is God, what God can give you. And we want to live honorably in everything we do. So you have a clear conscience and you want to live honorably. What does that mean to live honorably? How you speak to people how you love people, how you love your family, how you love your children, how you love your husband, how you speak to them, what you don't say, how you look at them with your eyes. Are you always having an attitude, but you want to fast and read and tell everyone about God? But at home, you might not be struggling with alcohol. You might not be struggling with pornography, but you're struggling with how to be submitted, how to be a submitted wife or how to love your wife as Christ loved the church, or how to honor your parents, even if they're not believers, honoring them, but still having boundaries because maybe they're toxic and having to put those godly boundaries because there are boundaries and those are okay. So to have a clear conscience and to be honorable and especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon, he says. So when we have a clear conscience and we're living an honorable life, if we're honoring God, automatically we're going to honor our children, our spouses. If we had, didn't grow up in a, in a home that taught us how to be honorable, then we have to pray to the Holy Spirit that he would teach us in reading the scriptures. And even a pastor, a leader, a prophet, um, an apostle, an evangelist, uh, any leader that you have that's spirit-filled, that's listening to the Holy Spirit, that God is guiding them, that you can look to them and say, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And not that they're God, no, but God says that he also wants us to honor those in leadership, and that's important. Not to put them above God, but if they're following God and God has put them in your life for a reason, then we need to honor them. Honor is important. And all this comes comes back to is desiring to walk with God. What does it mean to walk with God? What does it mean? What does it really mean? And I'm not talking about the the American church following God. I'm talking about what does it mean to follow the Bible? What does it mean to live holy? What does it mean to live honorably? What does it mean to die to flesh? What does it mean to fast? What does it mean to pray? 
to get in your quiet place. And it's not works-based. It's what God desires of us. And we do because we love him. It becomes legalistic when it's not a heart. The heart is wrong. The other scripture said back here, it's the heart. If your heart posture is not right and you're just doing it to check off a list, he can see that. And that's not honorable to him. He can see our heart. He can see our wicked heart. If we're doing it to please people, oh, look at me, I, I casted out this devil on this person. Oh, look at me, I fed the homeless. Oh, look at me, I have a podcast, right? Oh, look at me, God's speaking to me. No, it's not for that. It's our first love should be God. We all need to come back to our first love because he told me two weeks ago, I'm coming soon, daughter, I'm coming soon. I'm paraphrasing, I wrote it down, but he said, I'm coming soon. It's unfolding We need to be prepared to be a spotless bride. We need to be prepared for whatever comes against us. If it's another sickness, if it comes in our food, if they say, hey, you can't read your Bibles enough, are you, do you know your word to get you through? Can you hear the Holy Spirit? He says, hey, go to this store. Don't go to that store. Don't buy this food. Buy this food. Can we hear him? Because 100% obedience is what he wants, not 99. How could he work in 99? We can't give our husband 99% of us and the 1% belongs to somebody else. No. God says, I'm a jealous God. He wants us first. Yes, we honor our husbands. Yes, we honor our children. Yes, we honor our leadership. Yes, we do that. But first, we have to honor God. We don't put nobody on a pedestal, but we honor them. There's a difference. Because some people think, oh, you can't honor. Yeah, you can honor. And some people that are in the religious mindset, oh, you worship them. No, I honor them. I honor God first and they put him in my life. So I'm going to honor them. And that means something to God. God has order. He had the ark built a certain way because he has order. He has order for us. We're saved by grace and not by works, but we're made for good works. Let's not forget that we're made for good works. But when we lose that sight and our heart posture is wrong and we're doing it for all the wrong reasons, God sees that. So I'm going to leave you with that today because I want you, listener, to ask God, Holy Spirit, where do you want me to honor you in my life? Where do you want me to walk closer with you? Teach me how to walk in your ways. Teach me how to walk in your love. Teach me how to walk in obedience. Teach me how to die. Deliver me, Lord. Show me somebody who does deliverance. If I need to do it on myself, if you deliver me on your own, if you heal me, if it's a Christian counselor, I need to see, Lord, put that in my path so I know where to go and not to go, who to speak to and not not to speak to what church to go to what what church not to go to should i buy this home should i not buy this home should i buy this car should i not buy this car that's how deep we need to be with god it's what we're doing the people we're speaking to just because they're christian doesn't mean god has them in our path right now it's not always easy sometimes god is going to take people from us sometimes he's going to put different people in our path that are where he wants us to be. Does that mean we talk bad about them? Absolutely not. God loves them and they love God, but they might not be on the path that God has for you. And he may close those doors and you have to be okay with that. He might move you to another town, another state, and you have to be okay with that. You have to say, Lord, I'm willing and ready to serve you 110%. I'm willing and ready to die so I can grow in you. Because when I get to heaven, 
what's going to matter is what did you do with my son? Were you obedient to what I said? Obedience matters to God because if it didn't matter, then why would Jonah be swallowed up by a fish? He had to be obedient. Was he perfect? No. Saul had to be obedient to Christ at some point. Joseph in the dreams. Ezekiel had to be obedient. Hosea had to be obedient. It said he had to walk around naked and barefoot. He had to be obedient because God has a plan and a purpose. What is it going to take for us to be obedient? To lose everything we have because we're not paying attention to God? Or we're holding back one thing because we don't want to give it up? No. So to have the right heart posture, to have a clear mind, and to live honorably. So to have the right heart, Lord, teach me, give me your heart. Let me desire what you desire. Clear my mind, Lord, so I can know what, what honors you. Be honorable to the people that are in your home, to the people outside of your home, to your leadership. Honor means a lot to God. Can't, we can't be ugly to people. We can't expect, oh, God's going to bless me, but we don't know how to do any of these things. And this is not for works. This is the desire of our heart. It comes out. So this is not religion. This is not legalistic. This is what God desires. It says it right here in the word. God loves us. He desires us to live whole, to be new in him. And he does it because he wants to use us. He can't use us if we have all this bitterness and ugliness because we're hurting others now. We're, hurt, we're hurting people around us because we're not allowing God to heal us, to make us whole. And sometimes healing is a process. Deliverance is a process. Breaking down strongholds is a process. Breaking down generational curses can be a process and that's okay. He sees us through the process and sometimes he can speed us, speed us up if he has a plan and a purpose for us and be willing and ready. Say, Lord, I'm here and just be ready for the ride because one day when we get to heaven, don't we want him to say good, well done, good and faithful servant? Well done, Kimberly. Well done, Mrs. Watermelon, Mr. Watermelon. Don't we want God to say that to us? Miss Bumblebee, Mr. Bumblebee. I want him to say that to me. Well done, good and faithful servant. So just know what it means to truly follow God. Not religion. A relationship. Finding a spiritual church. Where people hear the voice of the Lord. Not a perfect church but where you know God wants you, not where you want yourself, not where it's comfortable, where he wants you. When you hear his voice say, yes, this is for you, or no, it's not for you. I want you to go this way. I want you to join this online church until I find you a church. I want you to be humbled. I'm gonna teach you how to be humble. I'm gonna teach you how to clear your mind. I'm gonna teach you how to live honorably. And right now in the group I'm in, we're talking about honorable men and honorable women. What does that mean? That means a lot. You're learning how to unlearn all the things you've learned how to truly walk in christ's love and when we hear the voice of the lord are we going to be obedient when he said kimberly go to idaho when he said kimberly wait to buy my buy when i say okay god hey i don't want you eating this i don't want you eating that i don't want you drinking this okay god whatever you want i'll do because there's a purpose and a plan for it. And we might not always understand it. But that's the calling we have to walk into. The obedience we have to walk into. We have to honor him. Honor our spouses. 
me learning how to honor my husband, how to speak to him, how to talk to him. He's still working on me. Yes, he's still working on all of us. But at some point, okay, we need change now. How long is he going to work on us for, right? He's going to work on us until the day we die. But there's things that we need to truly give up and say, you know what? I'm dying to this. I'm not doing this no more. God has delivered me. God has changed me. God has healed me. God is setting me free. No more. No more excuses. No more. Walk in that love and that obedience. And I want to encourage you today that pray for a clear mind. Pray for a pure heart. Pray and ask God to teach you how to be honorable. And he will. He's faithful. He's a man of his word. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I hope you guys have a great week. And that you take this and please share it. Make sure you share it for me. And share it with whoever you want on whatever platform. If it's on YouTube or a podcast platform, share it. And let it encourage somebody. I have many podcasts. If you want to catch up, go ahead and catch up on the other ones that I have there. And if God has allowed me to do this, he opened up these doors. He wanted me to be obedient. This is not what I wanted, but this is what he wanted. So I had to honor him and what he said. So with that being said, if you can honor that and share this, share it with your loved one, share, share it with somebody who's growing in Christ, share it with someone who maybe needs to, needs a healing in their body and they're not a believer, that they would know that God can save them, set them free and heal them. And yes, I know that not everyone gets healed. We all have a time to die. I understand that. But God does want to heal us and set us free if it's healing the mind, the body, the soul. So I hope this message blesses you guys today and you guys have a great week. Okay, bye for now.